Hello and welcome to Come and See, our home-centered, podcast-supported Come Follow Me. We're Sam and Wendy Wrencher and we're doing Ether 12 to 15 this week. Um, these chapters start out with Moroni talking about Ether and what an awesome prophet he was and that he lives right in the last days when Coriantumr is also living. He's talking about some of the prophecies of Ether, and then he just gets so excited about what he's talking about. He kind of takes off onto his own prophecies and teachings. You get to that about verse 6. So it's chapter 12 is like an amazing chapter. I have as many hearts on that chapter as any in the entire Book of Mormon. Yeah, there's so many things that we could talk about in this chapter. Um, and they're way, way better than like 14 and 15, which are really maybe some of the saddest chapters in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, they probably um, are. So we are going to focus on chapter 12 today. And there's a ton of things we could talk about. We could talk about charity. We could talk about hope. Um, we could talk about seeking Jesus. Um, but I, we could talk about weakness and making things strong. Um, but I think the thing that we're going to focus on today is faith. And as the first principle of the gospel, faith is always a good place to start. And, um, and it's always, um, you know, good to evaluate our faith. Where are we at in believing in our Savior, Jesus Christ? So let's start in verse 6 and, and let's read that there. And now I, Moroni, would speak somewhat concerning these things. I would show unto the world that faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Wherefore dispute not, because ye see not, for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. So, um, I think the things that stand out for me in that verse is, faith is, is to hope for things that are not seen. Um, and also that that we shouldn't, you know, question or dispute just because we can't see something that that um, that that witness of our faith comes um, after after the trial of our faith, after we choose to, to believe and act. Right. Yes. I think it's fascinating when you look at the footnote by witness, the 6D, it takes you to um it takes you to some verses that talk about sign seekers, which I think is interesting. Um, I think one thing it's trying to teach us is if you don't believe in a principle of the gospel or you're striving to learn a principle of the gospel, the process is not to demand a sign. That's being a sign seeker. That's, that is saying, I'm going to skip the principle of faith and I want to go straight to having a perfect knowledge of it. And I think Marona here is saying, don't don't dispute that it's true because you haven't been given a sure knowledge of it yet. Let's have faith in it first, and then you can receive a greater witness. And anyways, it yeah. was a little bit of a different perspective of that verse than I had I had understood before, just through the footnotes. Um, whenever I talk about faith, I love to go to the Bible dictionary because the Bible dictionary definition of faith is like the best. So we're going to we're going to turn to that and read some of that. Um, the Bible dictionary says 
faith is to hope for things which are not seen, but which are true and must be centered in Jesus Christ in order to produce um, salvation. To have faith is to have confidence in something or someone. So um, I love that to have faith is to have confidence in something or someone. In this case, God. Do we have confidence in God? That is what faith is. Do we believe in God, what he says he can do, um, his atoning sacrifice for us? Do we believe that that you know, can work in our lives. Um, does God, can God really do all of the things that he says he can do? Um, that is part of having faith. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, the first principle of the gospel is not faith. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Um, so in the Bible dictionary, it also says faith is kindled by hearing the testimony of those who have faith. And um, miracles do not produce faith, but strong faith is developed by obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, faith comes by righteousness, although miracles often confirm one's faith. So our faith can be increased or sparked by hearing others who have faith and who share that testimony. Obviously, you know, missionaries, that's why missionary work works is because missionaries go out, they share their faith with others. People feel um, the power and the spirit of that faith and their own, you know, seed of faith starts to grow. Um, faith comes through obedience and righteousness, according to the Bible dictionary. There is no way around the obedience and the righteousness to gain or to increase our faith. We have to choose to be obedient, choose to keep the commandments if we want more faith. Yeah, it, it emphasizes again that point that miracles don't come to give us faith. Faith comes and then the miracles follow. It, it's simply which one of those comes first, and it is faith comes first, then miracles, not the other way around. Uh, the Bible dictionary continues, faith is a principle of action and of power, and by it one can command the elements and or heal the sick or influence any number of circumstances when occasion warrants. Even more important, by faith, one obtains a remission of sins and eventually can stand in the presence of God. Um, and really, I think this is maybe the most powerful part for me is that faith is a principle of action. Uh, its power, you know, heals the sick, moves the elements, and allows us to repent. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Alma 32:27, where... Um, where Alma talks about faith inspiring us to action. Um, let me just turn to that verse because it's so great. There's so many verbs in this verse. Um, it says, Behold, if you will awake and arouse your faculties, even to experiment upon my words and exercise a particle of faith, yet even if ye can no more than desire to believe, let this desire work in you, even until ye believe in a manner that ye can give place for a portion of my words. So that principle of action, I think, is really emphasized in Alma 32, where he says, awake, arouse, experiment, exercise, desire, believe, give place. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the primary song, too. Um, the faith is like a little mm -hmm. seed. If planted, it will grow. Um, I'm not necessarily a singer, but oh, you're great. <laughs> but um, but really, when I 
when I think about faith, I really do think about it in, in being a seed. You know, if we take a seed outside to our garden and plant it, what happens? Yeah, it, well, then it grows. Well, only only though under certain circumstances, right? That if is you take true. the if you take the seed out and plant it and then you don't put any water in it and you plant it in the shade where it never gets any sun or you put a bucket over the top of it, you know, what happens to it? Yeah, that, well, then it wouldn't grow. <laughs> so, you know, part of that seed, you know, needs water. It needs sunlight. It needs weeding. It needs fertilizer. And all of those things are action things. They don't just happen, I guess, the sunlight. But but if we're talking about in a gospel sense of the sunlight, you know, being near to the Savior, seeking him out, none of those things happen just automatically. Those are things that we have to choose to do and participate in in order to grow our faith, to make our seed turn into a tree that has deep roots. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't produce the light for our seed. The light comes no. from the sun and we don't produce the light from the Savior. But people do put bushels over their seeds and block the sun. And, you know, we can be we can do everything we can to make sure that the light of Christ reaches us. Yeah. But that is an action, you know, like Absolutely. that requires a lot of work. And so um, faith to me is, is a principle of work. Um, I also love in the Bible dictionary, um, it says that, you know, we receive a, a remission of our sins through faith. So, you know, that confidence in God can help us to repent and then know we're forgiven. Which is the second principle of the gospel. The first, yeah, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second, repentance. And that it's in that order on purpose. And you can't just stop with faith. You have to move to the second step. It's one of the greatest blessings that we cherish is the gift of repentance. Uh, last part of the, the definition in the Bible dictionary that I'll read. There's more, so you could go study that on your own. But it says, where there is true faith, there are miracles, visions, dreams, healings, and all the gifts of God that he gives to his saints. So um, I, I guess what I... What I want to point out by that is just real faith means God is really part of our lives, that he, there are miracles and dreams and healing and all the gifts of God um, to those who take action and exercise faith in him. Um, recently, I've, I've made a list of, you know, if these things follow faith, then where do I see those in my life? That would be an activity I'd recommend. Making a list of miracles, um, healings, gifts, things that you've seen in your life that would show you the things that follow faith. And so maybe one more question before we move on to the next thing. What do we do when we're struggling with our faith? Or if someone that we love is struggling with our faith? How, how do we... Um, how do we I guess address that and because of course we shouldn't just pretend that it's not a problem <laughs> um, but but how do we how do we work on faith if we're struggling um, to believe well there's there's lots of things of course um, but one is faith is a gift so one of the first things we should do is pray for it seek it 
from our Heavenly Father and ask him to give us faith. And second, it's to do the things that Jesus has asked us to do, to purposefully take those actions that you've talked about. The, and most of them are daily habits of saying prayers, reading scriptures, being obedient. Um, those are the pathways to faith. And the Lord does answer prayers, and he will give faith to those that are doing their best. And maybe maybe we throw in patience because we don't we don't control God. We don't say our prayers, read our scriptures, and say, okay, now give me faith. That, that doesn't really work that way either. We do our part, and then we wait for the Lord to give us his gifts when he chooses to in the way he chooses to. I also think that um, maybe keeping a journal, recording those things that you're trying to do to exercise faith, and then giving Heavenly Father an opportunity to maybe give you revelation about how your faith is is growing um, is good. Sometimes, you know, you need that looking back experience to see something in your life. And as we keep a record, um, I think it gives us a better opportunity to look back, to understand where God is in our lives and maybe recognize him in places that we would have missed before. Oh, I totally agree. Let, let me reword how I said that, have patience. Another way of saying that is to have faith, that you'll receive faith. That might sound a little weird, but some people are like, well, I'm struggling with my faith or I don't have faith. Well, as soon as God gives it to me, then I'll have it. But that is expecting the miracle before the action. We need to do the actions, the go to church and say your prayers, read your scriptures, and do all those such important commandments, all the while having faith that he will give you faith by doing those things. That's great. All right. Um, so there's a lot of other things in chapter 12 that we can learn about faith. So maybe let's just go through a few of those things. All right. Again, there's lots. We probably won't hit all of them. Maybe let's start in verse 4. Okay. Wherefore, whoso believeth in God might with surety hope for a better world, yea, even a place at the right hand of God, which hope cometh of faith, maketh an anchor to the souls of men, which would make them sure and steadfast, always abounding in good works and being led to glorify God. Hey, I love this. Uh, I, what word did the Bible dictionary use? I think it was confidence. Confidence. Well, this verse uses the word surety, but I think it means the same thing. Um, Wherefore, whoso believeth in God might with surety hope for a better world. Um, you know, we were just talking about how, what do we do if you're struggling with faith? Well, you, you can know with a surety, you can have a perfect hope that God is going to answer and help you because this is Heavenly Father we're talking about. We can have a surety, a full confidence in him that we will receive. Um, verse, we read, did verse six. How about verse eight? Verse eight. But because of the faith of men, he has shown himself unto the world and glorified the name of the Father and prepared a way that thereby others might be partakers of the heavenly gift, that they might hope for those things which they have not seen. There's a lot of things in eight that I really love. I love the word partakers, partakers of the heavenly gift. That heavenly gift could be faith. That heavenly gift 
could be our Savior. And what we're talking about is receiving him, receiving our Savior. Um, whatever heavenly gift, and there's many of them, they come by first having faith. Because of the faith of men, we can receive the heavenly gift. Really beautiful verse. Um, verse 9 really is, is similar. It's a continuation of 8. Um, why don't we do maybe 10? Okay. Behold, it was by faith that they of old were called after the holy order of God. An awesome verse. I, I, I think it's directly talking about the priesthood. But I think being called can also refer to any calling. And, you know, as we've been, our prophet just talked to us about having gratitude. And so I've reflected several times about um, callings I've had and the call to serve a mission. And how grateful I am for every opportunity God has given me to, to be able to serve in his kingdom. And... Um, it's such a great blessing for us. If, if we'll just have faith, the Lord will give us opportunities to serve. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, how about verse 14? Right. Behold, it was the faith of Nephi and Lehi that wrought the change upon the Lamanites, that they were baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. So, again, this is, this is a gift that we all need because we all need our hearts changed. And... You know, by faith, um, these people were able to receive that change of heart. And, and we all need, you know, that opportunity. I think it could be the greatest blessing of faith that we get is that change of heart. It's certainly the one I need the most. So I, I especially love verse 14. Um, a new word is introduced a new word it's just a word that is shown in several of these next verses that i really like that emphasize a point that you made a little bit earlier so maybe we maybe we read 15 and then i'll point it out okay behold it was the faith of ammon and his brethren which wrought so great a miracle among the lamanites so when i read this verse this week um i I had to look it up. Most of you probably already know, but I had to look it up. What does rot mean? One of the direct translations of rot is, is work. That, that is a translation of that word. So where you said faith is a word of action, well, here's a direct translation. Rot would mean work. And so we could then switch that word out if we needed to. Behold, it was by the faith of Ammon, and his brethren, which work, this faith work, um, brought a great miracle among the Lamanites. It wasn't just a thought or belief. It was action. And that's what brought the miracle. And then there's several other verses that use the same thing. Maybe we look at 16 just as another example. Sure. Um, yea, and even all they who wrought miracles wrought them by faith even those who were before Christ and also those who were after. Well, that's directly talking to us and everyone else. Anyone who's ever wrought a miracle, either before Christ or after, they did it through, they wrought, that word was used twice. They did they the worked. action of faith. Um, you can find that word in several other 
verses throughout the rest of the chapter, and they all pretty much say the same thing, that uh, faith is an action word. How about 19? I love 19. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> and there were many whose faith was so exceedingly strong, even before Christ came, who could not be kept from within the veil, but truly saw with their eyes and things which they had beheld with an eye of faith, and they were glad. You know what I love about that verse is we read about the brother of Jared and how he's he cannot be kept within the veil because of the exceeding faith that he has. And so maybe growing up, I used to think, wow, he was so amazing. Um, but verse 19, and there were many whose faith, faith was so extreme, exceedingly strong that they couldn't be kept within the veil. This isn't a one-person thing. God is not a respecter of persons. If you have exceedingly great faith, then you can see exceedingly great things and be blessed in all the same ways that the brother of Jared was. I, I think that verse itself is an inspiring verse of, you know, hey, wake up and, and start expanding your faith. But why limit up, ourselves? Living up to our privileges, yeah. as Joseph Smith would say. I think so. Um, I do like the word many in that in that verse as well. Um, you know, that that it, to me, that is the epitome of true faith. Faith that leads us to the Savior, that inspires confidence in Him, that helps us to really know Him um, fully. Um, Let's... Um... We'll give you one thing to look for, and then we'll do one verse. Okay. One thing to look for. Remember, this is Jesus' story. And as you read through the rest of this chapter, maybe verses 22 through 41, look for how often there are words like thou hast, um, thou hast said, I said, I give, I will show. These are all Jesus. This is Jesus in the story. What did Jesus do? There's tons of them. If you've wondered, wait, where is Jesus in this story? Look for those types of words throughout the rest of this chapter, and you'll see, oh, he's in pretty much every verse. And maybe how does that apply to growing our faith? That would be awesome. Maybe we just look at the last verse in chapter 12 then, verse 41. Okay. And now I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written that the grace of God the Father and also the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever. Amen. Seek this Jesus. That's like the best. My favorite line in the whole, I don't know, there's a lot of good lines That's in this true. chapter, but I like that one a lot. That's like the theme of Christmas. It is the theme of the scriptures and everything we should be doing. It's the theme of the temple. Yep. And, you know, Jacob challenged us with Thanksgiving coming to look for things that we're grateful for. And we expanded that out to let's look for Jesus in our lives in whom we are grateful for. And it's amazing where you can find him. He's not just everywhere in the scriptures. He's everywhere in our own lives. If we seek him and look for him, you will find him. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving week um, and we'll see you next week on Come and See.